One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we can promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating so that you, our listeners, can just drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm your co-host, Nidhi Khanna. Marco, a few weeks ago... Mm -hmm. Maybe a few weeks ago, I can't remember, a previous episode, essentially. Yeah. We talked about fire. We did. It was the fire episode. It was the fire episode. Very fiery. Uh, and I think that naturally, that means we should be talking about water. Oh. As it's opposite. Is, is water the opposite of fire? Oh, that's a great question when you're dealing with opposites, right? Mm -hmm. um, if there's such a thing, I guess maybe... I don't know if water is the opposite of fire, but it's certainly certainly the sort of the um, element that it is contrary to fire. I guess you would say one extinguishes the other; okay. it doesn't feed. So, like air would feed air would feed fire, mm -hmm. and I think air feeds water too, or something. Yeah, because you need because water oxygen? extinguishes fire. And then heat will boil water to a gas, right? So they kind of... It's like a chemical paper, scissor, rock. I guess, yeah. yeah. When you do paper, scissors, rock, what do you tend to mm, be? Good question. Good question. I tend to... Um, hmm. It depends. It depends on the person. Okay. I try and figure out what the other person's going to be, but right. uh, I want to say I'm usually like a rock or the scissors. Okay. The more violent of the uh, instruments. Correct. Okay. Correct. Right. I'm just curious. <laughs> I just find paper. Meh. Speaking of paper and water, mm -hmm. what I was taught to do when you have important paperwork. So let's say you've paid bills and you have the envelopes that are left that indicate your address and possibly the utility that you're paying or any particular envelope or address that might be on a piece of paper that you don't want anyone to have access to. So if you don't have, let's say, access to a shredder, my mom says, throw it in the sink and put water on it. In particular, if you have several pieces of paper, so if you've got a multitude of things that you want to destroy, mm -hmm. when you put when you soak them in water, so just run the tap on them, let them sit there for however long you can, crumple them up. When they dry, they get all sort of clumped together and you throw it in the recycle in your, if you can recycle paper in your recycling um, trash bin 
And there you go. And that helps to... That sounds like a really complicated, long process. No, you just throw it in the sink and you let it sit there. Why don't you just rip it and then put it in two different garbages? That, to see, because you know what? What if the person is able to decipher from your rips who you are? I don't know. That's what I've done. <laughs> you know, it's a good process. It's also the water episode. So it I'm, is the I'm, water I'm, episode. I'm, you're you know, right. It's not the ripping and throwing episode. <laughs> Correct. But back to paper, scissor, rock. What is the one that you usually go for? I think I probably hit scissors more than the other two, just because it's a more fun finger Move, gesture. movement gesture. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's what the one that I tend to, which now I've just revealed to people who might play that with me. I what know they should be doing. I know rock. we'll have to do an. Uh, For people a, who don't know what rock scissors pip, paper is, it's when you you sort of um, make a fist and you kind of like shake your hand three times with your opponent and then you reveal either scissors paper or rock with your hand gesture so a rock would be a fist paper would be a flat hand and scissors would have your index and your middle finger out like a scissors and one will dominate or win over the other so rock will beat scissors because rock you can break scissors with scissors will cut paper so scissors wins against paper and paper covers rock so it beats See, I don't agree with the the paper covering the rock thing. No? No, because, I mean, a rock could destroy a paper in a second. If you threw a rock into a piece of paper, let's say, it would form a hole. What if you covered a rock in lots of paper? The rock would be softer, right? So if you threw a a rock at someone, (laughs) it would do damage. But if you threw a paper-covered rock, the damage would be less. So it takes some of the power away from the rock. I will... Checkmate. No. <laughs> Not if it's papier-mâché paper. If there's a lot of it on there. Well, maybe, mm. but that would it's be very labor-intensive. Although you clearly like the more labor-intensive route, so... I, I guess. Um, but speaking of water, mm-hmm. to go back there, and we may have discussed this on an earlier episode, I can't remember, but... You, in fact, don't know how to swim. No, I'm not a great... I'm not a strong swimmer at all. So... Are uh, you a strong swimmer? I am a strong mm-hmm. swimmer, yeah. I'm not as strong as I used to be because I haven't, like, swum laps in a really long mm-hmm. time, but I used to. I think I was, like, a junior lifeguard oh, okay. at that level. Or, or So you could only was. save young people. Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, did you ever want to learn how to swim? Oh, when I was a child, I wanted to be an oceanographer or a marine biologist. Oh, right, of course. So, um, so that was important for my line of field. So you would think... It would be something that I would really want to do, and I went to swim lessons, but no. No? You no. just didn't like it? Uh, yeah, I think I was a little bit scared of the water, or at least I didn't like to put my head in the water, and I have, I don't like heights, and part of it was you had to dive off a diving board, so oh, none of that sort of worked right. for me as a child. Right. Um, and so when you go to the cottage and it's near the lake, mm-hmm. do you swim in the lake? Well, I'm fortunate because the... The bay that we're on is very shallow, so you okay. can walk out for quite some time and not and not get above your head. So I just go in deep, and I sometimes I'll swim, like, but I don't like to get my head under the water, which, of course, is counter a lot of swimming strokes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I tend to just kind of, like, drift and sit and whatnot. And when you're at, like, when you're in, like, a pool, let's say, let's say a hotel pool right. or a friend's pool or something, do you ever get on those flotation devices where you can just kind of lounge 
in the water. Yeah, I don't like to do that either. My preference would be to play like frisbee or something in the water. That's what my preference would be versus just lying, sitting back in the water. What about playing Marco Polo? I've never really done that. Really? No, but it's interesting because at least once a month when my name is said, somebody will say Polo. It's oh, one of those really? irritating things that, you know, it's like we uh, we were recently like at a at a store. I can't remember what store it was. And I went to go fetch something. I think it was a grocery store. And Amanda was calling me. And she was like, Marco. Like, you know, the checkout was happening. And she was like, Marco. And then people kept yelling, Polo. <laughs> people can be jerks. Yeah. Well, but... I think they don't even realize, right? So it's something that happens all, all the, the time. time. Huh. Amazing. How about you? Did you ever play Marco Polo? Yeah, we, so I had a swimming pool in uh, the house that I grew up in. Oh, cool. And uh, we used to have quite a few pool parties mm-hmm. and things like that. And uh, we would play Marco Polo quite quite often. Yeah. How exactly does it work? Because I, I don't even really know 100% how that game works. So if you're in the pool, uh, one person is, well, not blindfolded, but has their eyes closed and uh, everyone else is in the pool as well. And so the person who has their eyes closed screams out uh, Marco, and everyone else says Polo. And he or she who has their eyes closed who's, has to catch someone next to them. That's how you... And then that person becomes... I see. So it's kind of like a blind tag of some sort. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Um, so... Depending, I mean, it's a pretty, uh, yeah, I guess thinking back on it, it's actually a pretty easy game like sure. to get away from the person who's got their eyes closed. Right. So, but when you're in water, I don't know. Something about um, the simplicity of water makes things mm-hmm. that would, on land, seem really boring, suddenly seem fun. Do you like taking baths? I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I don't have a bath, though. Like, I okay. have a shower, so... I haven't taken a bath in a really long time, but uh, I love baths. I love... Do you like like using Epsom salts and things yeah, like that? Totally. Yeah, totally. All of that. And like warm, hot like water. Oh, okay. So beautiful. Uh, there's, um, there's a spa here in Toronto called Body Bliss. Okay. That um, has these different... It's like women only and it's got like different pools... Um, okay. So you do like this circuit. So it's like you have, uh, like you have a main pool that's just like you know you can hang out. And a normal pool. Normal I'd say. pool. Then you have like this green tea pool that is really really warm. Then you have. And is there green tea in the pool? I, I don't know. Must be if they're gonna call it. Yeah, I would think so. Mm-hmm. I would hope so, but who knows? It could just be a marketing thing too. Who sure. knows? Um, and then you have like a cold water uh, pool. And then you have like a steam, and you just keep doing a circuit of it. Oh wow! Um, that's really uh, yeah, nice and relaxing by the end of it. Do you like being in saunas? So like you know how like mm-hmm. if you're in sauna for a great deal of time, you will end up with a lot of moisture on yourself. So hence the water. Mm-hmm. I love saunas. Actually, last weekend I was at a Russian oh. sauna. In tell me about Toronto. that. Uh, it's this like hidden away, tucked away sauna and it's it's really bizarre because um it's family run but it's in the back of this shopping complex like this strip mall essentially is it like an authentic russian bathhouse okay yes and so if you don't know where you're going and you're just bringing someone there 
it's like where what kind of weird place are we going to right like russian bathhouse i should mention that um you know the swedes the norwegians the russians will often not often they have these sort of baths and warm and cold baths that you could go um from one to the other and um they have a lot of sort of um i'm saying the word um a lot but they have a lot of these traditions and like you know i know eucalypt russians will use eucalyptus yep. leaves and stuff incorporated into their baths Absolutely. so that's just something very fascinating anyways continue sorry about no that. Yeah. so uh you walk in and uh this lovely family greets you and uh again you're sort of not quite sure where you're at because right. it's this very odd place the lighting's kind of fluorescent lighting they hand you like a bathrobe and a towel and you go change into um, a swimming suit essentially okay um and you put on these slippers and then you go into sort of the main part of the bathhouse and you're greeted uh, the first image that you have is this like living room with would, with the paneling, you know the '80s dark paneling yes, that used course, to have in like basements. 100%. Essentially, that a bunch of Russian TV being played, and the owner, the father, sometimes is just asleep on the couch. You know, Perfect. so um, and then you go in, so you can turn right is going to take you to the bath area but left takes you into the, the restaurant area where they oh, have a restaurant oh yes where they have um authentic russian home-cooked meals um and uh vodka based drinks of course and it's wonderful food and it's all you walk in and again it's got like um um kind of this pan- paneling but also all these communist era uh, photographs and posters amazing um and then there's a bunch of tea uh that's laid out that you can you can enjoy oh great Um, so different teas from around the world and then russian tea is one of my favorite teas it's a very milky tea i think we spoke about this once before but it's one of my favorite favorite well it's funny because they have uh a um sign on the tea in the tea area that says if you want milk in your tea you need to not go <laughs> like we don't have we don't we don't put milk in okay. our black tea oh, I see. which is interesting um also oh, maybe i'm wrong about russian tea maybe, yeah, maybe always... it's something else oh i'll have to look that up so um uh then you go into like the bathhouse area like on the opposite side and the bathhouse area Uh, has again a similar circuit so there's a finished dry spa where uh, sorry dry sauna which is the type of sauna that you usually see if you're like at a gym or um you know it's it's uh, or at a pool or something it's a dry sauna uh you don't sweat in it you 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 dry it's it's dry heat then they also have a steam room that has, as you say, Marco, eucalyptus that does um, come out uh, with the steam, sort of like it's in the air. And you definitely sweat in there, uh, or it's definitely uh, very wet because of the moisture from the steam room. And then they have uh, a cold water area where you can take a, uh, you can actually pull. Um, a uh what's it called a uh 
a string essentially okay. and a bucket of ice cold water will get dumped on you. Oh, like flash dance. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Totally flash dance or they also have a cold water pool. So oh, that's you can cool. Either. And then my favorite one is the actual authentic Russian sauna that you walk, go into and it is very high heat, uh, but unlike a dry finished sauna, the Russian sauna does actually make you um, um, sweat. Oh, okay. And it's uh, a huge, uh, uh, there's a lot of um, wood and there's like almost like a stove, like one of those ovens that you used to have to open, like a wood fire oven essentially, where you um, can pour water on it to actually increase the heat. Wow, this place sounds huge. Yeah, it's actually really... It's really, it's an amazing, so you do the circuit a few times and it's literally, you feel similar to that feeling after like a massage or something really relaxing. Um, you just like, you're kind of in a daze, you know? And so it's, it's, uh, it's fun because you usually start with the, the spa circuit and then head over to, uh, have lunch or dinner in the restaurant and it's open until about 11 o'clock or midnight most nights so uh we went during the day like right when it opened so there's less people but apparently in the evenings this place gets packed and people will stay until midnight at this russian sauna did you get a chance to uh have you ever been to a sauna or something like that not a russian not something like this i've always wanted to go to those himalayan salt spas oh yeah and i know that there's i think there was one near my house that closed down sadly i saw the sign for it after it was closed <laughs> and that's probably why it closed down because <laughs> no one saw the sign well, no one knew it was there or at least <laughs> i didn't but i've always wanted to go to one of those i've certainly been to a swedish spa mm-hmm. years and years ago in sweden mm. and i went to a finnish spa in thunder bay oh, ontario wow. because there's a lot of there's a huge finnish population up there and that was really neat um in that it really had a sort of nordic feel to it and i got to have finnish pancakes which was the best part have you ever um been in one of those sensory deprivation tanks like those float tanks Uh, yes and i think i spoke about it on a previous episode and i did not enjoy it no 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 No, but you know it's interesting to swim or to be in water that is heavily um salted Salted. that's not the right word but it's got a high saline content in i guess is how you would describe it because you do float. And I know like the Dead, Dead sea. sea, right? Have you ever been to the Dead Sea? I have not. Have you ever been like somewhere go. where there's a lot of sand? No? No. So you just naturally float. <laughs> so I've been looking, trying to find if you put milk in your Russian tea while, while this conversation was going on. And I have not found anything that indicates Russian tea is milky. So that's probably just the way I drink it. <laughs> but what I did find which was very fascinating with regards to Russian tea, is that they will often stir jam into their tea. Oh. Yes. For what purpose? Just to flavor the tea with jam, wow. I guess. Yeah, so that's that's something interesting as well. Um, I mean, it doesn't say you can't add milk to it, so I always thought it was just a milky tea, but everything that I've recently found seems to indicate that it is... Um, not um, not a milky tea, as I would have expected. But well, in the 19th century... Sorry, sorry yeah, no worries. No. In the 19th century, Russians drank their tea with a cube of sugar 
held between their teeth. And this tradition still exists. Wow. So I guess you wouldn't, um, you wouldn't sweeten your tea. Rather, you'd hold the, you'd hold the sugar in your, the sugar cube in your teeth, and then drink the tea, allowing it to be sweetened with that cube. It seems a little bit weird to me, but seems a little bit, again, laborious for its purpose. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm just looking on the website of the Banya that I went to. Oh, okay. Which is. The Russian spa, and so sorry, how do you Vanya? No, Banya. Oh, Banya. B a n y a, and so this place had that a, means bath, I'm sure, because um, in Italian it's bagno. So ah, I imagine there you go. In, in there you Russian go. it's banya. So like I said, this place had a dry finish sauna. Mm-hmm. Um, then the steam room, which was like very, which is like a Turkish hammam yes. type of steam room, and then the Russian. Um, Banya. So I'm going to try and find on their website where I first read. Um, and is it co-ed this place? It is co-ed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's like certain evenings where it's women only okay. or something like that. But um, And you must wear clothes. Yes. You must wear clothes. Because the Swedish one I went to. Oh, really? It was co-ed. And I don't even want to say clothing is optional because everyone was without. So... Um, it was very interesting, to say the least. Uh, I bet. Mm-hmm. I bet. Um, okay, so here we go. Black tea is the most common in Russian households. Uh, we tend to drink it lightly, brewed, and with sugar. Please leave the milk in England. Milk actually kills the antioxidants that are contained within tea, so think twice. So, there you go. There you go. Well, so I was 100% wrong on that. <laughs> Maybe you were thinking of more like um, Indian teas or South Asian do, do South content. E- do, do South Asian teas have a lot of milk in it? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Me, chais well, and whatnot. Chais, yeah, sure. exactly. I mean, not not like Chinese teas and things like that right. are usually black, right. I think, or right. green tea and things like that. But, but back to water. Yes, because we seem we to always have, go back to tea somehow. You know what? I think it's often because while we're recording episodes, we're drinking tea, right. and tea is so soothing. But um, do you drink a lot of water? I try. So, Marco, as you will see, mm-hmm. I have now taken to put my water in a large, empty, cleaned-out wine bottle. Because in an effort to drink more water and ensure that I get an adequate fill of water, particularly in the winter months when Mm -hmm. it's drier out there, but in the summer months as well, I have now taken to filling up this wine bottle because I know that this is at least 750 milliliters. And so I know where I'm at in my water consumption during the day if I drink the entire wine bottle of water, then that's a good thing. If I know, like now, actually this is my second bottle today, so I'm okay, but if I had only had a quarter of this bottle, that I'm probably going to be very dehydrated. I see. You know what would be a tip I would give you? Is you can get vitamin D in liquid drops. So when you fill that up with water, put a couple of drops of vitamin D, and you'd be getting your vitamin D in there too. Oh, that's a great suggestion. Yeah. Look at that. You just got to go to like a health food store because vitamin D comes in pill form or droplets. And supposedly the droplets get absorbed into your body better, especially if you're drinking or consuming 
the water in the winter months, as you mm. as you mentioned, when we have less daylight in this part of the world, anyways, because North Americans or Canadians, and I want to say Russians, getting back to Russian, often suffer from Scandinavians uh, too of vitamin D deficiency. Yeah, that would make sense, right? Yeah. Because that part of the hemisphere gets less sunlight um, and is out less in the winter because of the conditions. And you enjoy infusing your water. Every time I, I go to your place, there's some sort of infusion of water that you give me, whether it's cucumber mint or mm-hmm. I think I had like some sort of apple infused water. Amanda does that. She just loves to. I prefer my water just as is. Okay. Although I do have a rhubarb um, rhubarb tincture that I'm now putting into my water just oh, for fun in my soda that. water. Okay. And I'm enjoying that. I'm not a big fan of rhubarb, though, in I anything. love rhubarb. Really? Uh, especially mm. in the summer, rhubarb is in strawberry together. Mm, yeah. No. You no. just got to get over that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like one of those things, because I was not into beets, and then I was like, I'm just going to get over this. I'm not into beets, and now I really love them. Huh, interesting. Yeah, it's weird how you can do that with your mind. Could you have, like, beet-infused water? It'd be very red. I'm sure you could. It would be very savory, too, mm. and earthy. Mm. I don't know how I would drink Drink beet water but uh rhubarb water i have no problem drinking now what is the the biggest body of water you've ever been to oh Uh, like the pacific ocean okay did you dip your foot in the pacific ocean where california okay um also been to the indian ocean okay i wasn't allowed to dip my foot in the indian ocean well, yeah, I think it would depend on where you're dipping yeah. at. <laughs> I was at, um, oh, what's that beach in India? In Ju- yeah, Juhu? Yeah, yeah, Juhu Beach. In the, yeah, in... I wouldn't dip my... Really? Um, no. I, I don't think you're brave enough. I would have totally, my boss wouldn't let me when we were there. No, I was in Goa or something like oh, that. So it's it supposed to be beautiful. I've, yeah. I've been to the Atlantic and the Pacific, mm-hmm. and the, I've always found the Atlantic to be much more rough yeah. than the well, Pacific. Yeah, well, it's colder right. and... It is rougher, no? No, well, I mean... It depends, I guess. But when I visited the Atlantic, it's always been very, like... Choppy? You know, it's had a lot of, like, raw energy. When I've been to the Pacific, it's been very tranquil. So I find that very Mm. interesting. That's not to say that that's how they always are. Mm -hmm. But my experience has been such. Hmm. What do you think about the Bermuda Triangle? I've been there. Really? Yeah. What was that like? It was awesome and i'll tell you more about that on another episode because we've come to the end of this particular episode but what we'll a cliffhanger have to, on uh, this episode <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about bermuda in a subsequent episode but yeah we'll leave it as a cliffhanger Nitty, it's been very fun talking about water tea and the russian bath with you today it has indeed marco as always we are recording from toronto canada and thank you so much for um, listening in, we hope. Oh, we're something? just gonna do a rock paper paper oh, scissors. Yeah, okay, we, great. We One, hope you will rate us. Three. Oh, uh, and I, I did. So, I, I did, did scissors. I did. Pa- I did rock, and uh, we hope that uh, this episode that the rock paper scissors new is all done and that you're getting some z's rather than anything else but anyways uh thank you once again and we hope that you listen and sleep <laughs>